You're listening to Leveling Up, and I'm Arielle, be your host. Welcome back to episode 11 of Leveling Up with Arielle Miller, The Upside to Fear. Thank you for tuning in again. I'm so glad to have you. So here's what I want to talk about in today's episode. It's obviously about breaking down the barriers or fear, and really about the fact that experiences, growth, epiphanies, conclusions, and so much more can only be birthed from doing things outside of our comfort zone. So the best things in this life are placed just outside of our reach, just beyond that place where we are happy, comfortable, and maybe even complacent. Outside of where it feels right and easy lies this no man's zone, as I like to call it, this place that's almost filled with terror, this place that is just at the mere thought of it, something that can elicit a visceral reaction from within. This place, that feeling, that is what's worth chasing. That, my friends, is what I'm calling fear. Now, the directive to, quote, face your fears is often boiled down to platitudes, doing scary things helps you grow. The magic only happens outside of your comfort zone. I mean, we've all heard those things, right? You've also seen those little pictures where there's like a circle and then there's an X outside of the circle that points to the X outside the circle that says you and inside the circle says your comfort zone. You know, those like stupid cliche little images. Well, well well-meaning though the sentiments may be, they're really unhelpful without the why. And because fear serves as a real and important purpose with respect to our biology, keeping us out of harm's way, the directives to frighten ourselves on purpose is fraught. So when I am talking about facing things that scare you, I'm not talking about ingesting a live rattlesnake. I'm talking about sensical things that stoke the fire of your soul. Things that when you think about them, give you goosebumps, make you shudder, and can potentially shift your life entirely. Those are the things that I'm talking about. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, quote, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. And for me, that really hits deep. It really resonates. And I've talked about this quite a few times because it's been an important cornerstone of my life recently. It's moving out of Los Angeles after 15 years to two hours north to the central coast to live in a small town called Santa Ynez. And I've mentioned this over and over and over again, and I'm going to mention it because I read that, that quote, and I think you must do the thing that you think you cannot do. And for me, the unthinkable was leaving Los Angeles, leaving 15 years of a career that I spent building that I worked so hard to get recognition in, leaving a role that I loved, leaving a gym and a company that I loved, leaving behind friends, relationships I've built. And for me, living in Los Angeles the last 15 years, that's where I've grown into myself. I feel like I've lived my formative years there, so I'm very deeply attached to it. So leaving what I know and what I love and, well, to be trite, I guess, is comfortable was so hard. So you talk about gaining strength and gaining courage. That's exactly what it is. You gain strength and courage and confidence by taking that step to face your fears and to catapult yourself into the unknown. While I have started my new life here in Santa Inez, I've 
taken up a new hobby. I've started horseback riding and I hate to be like, I've taken up a new hobby because like, is horseback riding really a hobby? No, it's a sport. But I've never had access to horses or the ability to ride and it's very expensive. And fortunately for me, I've only been here about five weeks, but I've been connected to people through friends of friends and and those kinds of things that have ranches and access to horses and they ride competitively. And I'm making new friends while learning how to ride. I'm building new relationships, making new memories, and cultivating a new tribe in this place that is so wildly beyond anything I thought I would see myself living in. And that is what it's about. It's about confronting something. And that's exactly it, horseback riding. I don't know if you've ever been horseback riding. A lot of people have fear of horseback riding and it's justified. Horses are massive. I'm not going to lie when I say that every time I walk into the barn or every time I you know, get near a horse that there isn't this little flutter in my heart because this is a gigantic animal. But above all, it's a sentient being. This animal thinks and functions on its own and has its own personality. And I have to hop on its back. And, you know, I'm telling you, homie, we're going right. Homie, we're going left. We're stopping. We're trotting. We're doing all these things. Like, this horse doesn't have to do what I'm asking it to do. So that is fearful in and of itself. But it's about confronting that. It's about leaning into it. It's about relinquishing that sense of control and saying, universe, I acquiesce to you. And I'm just going to let this happen. For me, living this reality that I'm currently in is all about looking at the things that absolutely positively terrified me, leaving Los Angeles, leaving a job I love, leaving a gym I love, leaving friends I love for the sake of opportunity to pursue something that called to my heart. See, for me, I've never really been one for the mundane or what you would say maybe as an ordinary woman. I always march to my own tune and I say that literally. And for those of you who have ever seen me dance, well, I'm sorry, but you get it. Truly. And I mean this truly. The music I hear certainly isn't the same music everyone else hears. I don't know, but for some reason, even as a young child, I didn't possess this mechanism of caring what other people thought or I wasn't afraid of what other people thought. And though I may have felt insecure or lacked self-confidence at times, because who does it? I was keenly aware enough to know that I could never let that show. So you kind of fake it till you become it kind of thing. I think for me, I just cared more about doing what I wanted and when and going after what I wanted rather than wasting my time worrying about what others thought or caring what they thought or, well, I'm too afraid to do this. I can't really describe it. Now, what I do want to be really clear about here, though, is I'm not saying that I don't live in fear and that I'm devoid of fear. While I have lived much of my life taking risks and living in this land of uncomfortable, trust me, and I mean trust me, I have fears as in like actual phobias. And I know that there's a bunch of you out there laughing because some of my friends, I will never forget, will be like, oh, don't worry. I know you have phobias. We all do have phobias. But for me, 
I'm definitely afraid to sit with my back to a glass door. I mean, who isn't? You know, somebody's obviously going to come through the glass door and stab me. I don't like sleeping with my back to the outside of a room. So that would really be near a point of entry or exit. And recently, since moving to the country, I have developed a severe severe case of arachnophobia. I'm not even going to go into this, but if you follow my vlog on my YouTube channel, I do talk about it there and a little bit on my Instagram at Ariel underscore Miller. But moving on, I will be so bold as to say that risk-taking, confronting fears, and being a go-getter is somewhat innate. I don't have the science on it, but I want you to think about it. Those people who skydive and eat live bugs, live abroad, travel on a whim, and so on, we often stand back and look at these people, mouths agape, scratching our heads, wondering, whoa, how do they do it? I'm going to say like the natural gift of coordination or mathematical aptitude and so much more. I think that some people are just designed to be those people, the ones when we were hunters and gatherers who ventured into the woods in search of food, the ones who went on quests, discovered countries, crossed deserts, and so much more. Not everyone can be those people, and that's absolutely okay. Now, if being a risk taker isn't in your nature, that doesn't mean that you're condemned to a life where you'll never hurl yourself wildly beyond what you know. It just means that you're going to need to work harder at it. And that's where I come in. Fear drives us, inspires us, tantalizes us. It even mocks us. But fear, aside from an evolutionary mechanism to keep us from walking up to a black bear to high-five it, can be a driving force to facilitate positive changes in one's life, and here's how. I've compiled a list of things, there's just about four points that I think can help you combat fear and use it as a mechanism to guide you towards things that you want to pursue. First point, set yourself apart, stand out. Actively pursuing things that scare you are sure to set you apart from the masses, ensuring you will never be average. I mean, who wants to be basic anyway? Average people watch opportunities pass them by. Average people wait and wish for something instead of taking initiative. When you take a chance on yourself, when you commit to stepping out, you are stepping ahead of everyone else who didn't, ultimately putting yourself in a better place to generate new opportunities and experiences. Second point. Achieve your dreams, gamble on yourself. You and you alone need to fight for your dreams. No one will do it for you. Hell, those people are too busy fighting for their own dreams, so why would they help you? Take risks, but do so responsibly. Without being rash, take smart risks. And I say to set yourself up for success by taking tangible steps to live the life you want, to achieve what you want, to get the job that you want. Nothing changes if you stay in your lane head down, for great risk renders a great reward. Take the necessary actions to ensure that you can thrive, if that means taking a prerequisite course so that you can go ahead and get into something that you want to take at a higher level, or if you want to be able to interact with clients in China, taking Mandarin. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that can set you up for success by taking that gamble on yourself and rolling the die. Third point, flex your fear muscles. Looking something in the face, confronting it head on, then working through it for the good, the bad, and maybe even the ugly helps cultivate things from within that otherwise would not have been stimulated. 
break through your own barriers and boundaries by trusting yourself. And that's the hard part is trusting yourself. But each time you trust yourself, each time you follow through on trusting yourself, you're building these figurative muscles of how to cope with the challenges associated with working through the tough stuff. No, it's never going to get easier and it sure as hell shouldn't. But the brain craves new challenges. It's the key to neuroplasticity. And every time you emerge on the other side of a challenge and you accomplish your goals, something you set out to do, you feel empowered. This is natural. This biological high often lasts longer than the time you spent feeling scared, which is why you feel so great afterwards. So flex those fear muscles and strive to capture that feeling over and over and over again by challenging yourself to change yourself. Fourth point. Fear teaches you what's really important, and this is probably my favorite point. Fear can be a great clarifying filter in our lives. Whether you are fearful for an ailing family member, a career move, or relocating, your fear can actually lend itself to showing you what's most important in your life, what needs to be taken care of, and when. Being afraid of losing one's parents is a valid fear. I know for me, as my parents age, and my sister and I talk about this quite often, that we're more and more aware of their mortality in the limited time that we may possibly have left together. So this fear of sorts has fueled for both my sister and I motivation to ensure that too much time doesn't pass without us visiting them so that we can build as many memories together now while we can versus looking back and saying shoulda, coulda, woulda. The fear of not having enough time or really never having enough time with my parents is the driving force behind showing me what's really important in this life. I've mentioned this in previous episodes in a variety of contexts, but I think it's important to say it again and to emphasize it again. Fear makes us realize that time is not on our side. And if we succumb to later or when the time is right, the time may never come or it can pass us by. Fear is the birthplace of change, creativity, and innovation. It grows out of a need to be better, a thirst for something else, an insatiable what if. A little fear is healthy and helpful in pushing us to be better versions of ourselves. Leaning into fear has the power to transform us into healthier, better, and more engaged people. So listen to your heart's murmurings. What fear do you need to face in order to level up in your identity in life? I dare you. I dare you to chase something that you only thought of as preposterous and see what happens. Thank you so much to listening to this episode of Leveling Up with Ariel Miller, The Upside of Fear. Again, it was an honor, a pleasure, and a joy to be able to bring this message to you. If you enjoy what we do here at Leveling Up, please do not forget to go ahead, like, subscribe, and comment, and rate, and all the beautiful stuff that we do on the socials and on your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you so much for all that you do. Love you. Mean it. Mwah!